Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? We're going to get ready to get this show started in just a bit. Uh, we got some very special guests uh, that's going to be coming on. Uh, as y'all can see in the graphic, we got... Uh, the guys from the Titans Coliseum podcast. Um, I was recently on their show uh, last week, and now I, you know, I'm returning the favor having these guys come on our show. So we're gonna go ahead and get into this. We're gonna recap Super Bowl Fifty Seven, the Chiefs Super Bowl champs, yet again for the second time in four years. We'll recap that. Also, um. We're going to definitely get into the coaching staff being uh, finally completed, especially on the offensive side. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about that. And, uh, where does, um, you know, what does that mean uh, as far as, um, as far as everything else? What does that mean uh, for the Titans moving forward? And we're going to get into some quarterback news. Uh, that has come out recently. Uh, that has come out recently, as far as a couple of uh, quarterbacks that y'all see on the graphic. And we're gonna get this show started. And uh, make sure y'all come on in and join the show. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a very good conversation. And uh, we're gonna get this rolled on the show. So TNT, here we go. We're going to get this thing started in less than 60 seconds.
Yo, what's going on, Titan Nation? How's everybody doing? Welcome in to TNT tonight. I am your host, Chris, a.k.a. Blue Enforcer, and we are going to have a great episode on this evening. And so go ahead and first of all, make sure y'all go ahead and share this show out. Uh, again, uh, you definitely see it live on YouTube. And uh, I noticed some people also watch it on Twitter. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and give a follow to uh, TNT Enforcers on Facebook. Also, TNT Blue Enforcer on Twitter and Titan and at Titans underscore in underscore truth on Instagram. Go ahead and give a follow right there. Uh, to those uh, great channels, go ahead and follow there. Also, uh, definitely make sure uh, y'all are uh, listening up to date on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All of these episodes will go out onto those platforms uh, after the show is over. Uh, I know I've been a little bit behind lately, but I'm going to get caught back up. So blame my brain, not my heart. Uh, we're going to definitely get that together. And also make sure y'all like, smash that like button if you're already subscribed to the channel. Go ahead and smash that like button. I want a whole, whole bunch of likes tonight. Let's get over 50. Let's get over 70. Let's see if we maybe even get to 100. I want as many people in here as possible. Y'all make sure to share the show out to everybody. And believe me, with the guys I got coming on, there's going to be a lot of energy. I promise you that. And last but not least, if you are new to the channel, Go ahead and subscribe to the channel, to Titans and Truth. Hit that subscribe button. Also, ring that bell and hit all. So that way, every time I'm uh, a new episode is about to come out, you will be notified. You will know. So you can come on and jump in uh, with me and with us. And uh, have a good time because, you know, if you're doing that, you're helping me. You're helping you. You're helping me, helping the channel. Uh, we're definitely over 1,300 right now, wanting to grow to 1,500, and definitely want by the beginning of the year, I want to get over 2,000 before the beginning of the season. So we're definitely going to get, We, I definitely want that, and I need your help uh, to do that. Also, Super Chats. Uh, are also accepted as well. Uh, definitely like the super chats uh, coming in. I'm gonna get to some of y'all comments uh, in just a minute. Just had to, you know, definitely pay a couple of bills. And so, uh, without any further ado, we're gonna go ahead and uh, bring in uh, our special guest. Uh, I got some guys that they are gonna bring the thunder and everything in between. I promise you that. And um, we gonna just. We're going to get this road on the show right now. And I'm going to bring in my guys from the Titans Coliseum podcast. Uh, I'll bring it in my guys, my guys, Morocco, Big Firestone, and L and RJ onto the show. They are my guys uh, for the Titans Coliseum podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. How is everybody doing? Man, we blessed truth, man. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I can't complain too much. That's what's up, man. What I love. Yeah, yeah, we doing good, man. Much. Just hey man, a lot of stuff going on this offseason, a lot of crazy rumors, a lot of a lot of movement about to happen in the in the, in the following weeks, man. We ready, you know. Ready for war. Yeah, it's crazy, a lot of news, so we excited to be here and, and ready to talk, so thanks for having us, man. Absolutely, it is a, it is definitely a pleasure to have you guys on, and we are going to definitely have some fun, and we're going to get 
we're gonna get on right into it. So let's let's go ahead and get started with that. And uh also want to give a shout out. I see uh a lot of people up in here. I got my guys AZ Bick up in here, Keon, what's up? Uh I know we got our resident Titans hater, Kent Woods in the house. Miss Mills, how you doing? Uh Miss Mills. Hey, is there where we go. Hey, they'll be bringing it. And I appreciate the fact, you know, she uh the, I know Bible study got canceled, so she's coming on in here. Let it all out. We all good. <laughs> What's up? So y'all apologize. I may not be able to get to everybody's comments, but I'm gonna do my best to do that. You know, my guy Zach, Xavier, DO9. I know DO9 for the bring some stuff too. And um, and yes, before we do get started, I agree about this. Uh definitely prayers up uh to everybody up there in East Lansing, uh it, you know, at the uh campus of Michigan State University, uh with the um the shooting that happened up there. Um prayers out to all those families who were either affected or lost um a loved one there. Um uh, so I, I that was definitely very sad uh for that what happened there. So my um I'm pretty sure our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the entire Michigan State University um, Spartans and uh, everybody up there in East Lansing. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, right, right. So let's get right into this, gentlemen. First off, Super Bowl 57 has now come and gone. And the, you know, the Chiefs won again. Second Super Bowl in four years cost me money. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I did yeah, too. man. Miles Sanders, he got down on me, man. I was hitting on everything else but Miles Sanders. Bro, you yeah, they was running okay. game well. They was running game well, like it wasn't nothing. Yeah. And that's uh, I had just about everything else shaped. The only problem was Miles Sanders didn't really get going. And I was dumb enough to pick the under, which I'm thinking if I pick the over, I'm going to be begging for more scores. And they weren't going to score. They were going to score maybe 25. You know, it would have been like maybe 27, 24, or it would have been like 23 to 20, you know, something like that. That's what I thought was going to happen. And instead, it just it did not go my way at all, and it just completely messed me up. So I it's a game now. What what were y'all <laughs> thoughts on the Super Bowl? Uh, I started off. Um, basically, man, this has just been proving my narrative that I've been saying for about the past couple of weeks. Man, this is a quarterback driven league. Man, you can't sit there and tell me that the, the Kansas City Chiefs were a complete football team. And it was a good game, man. I mean, it was back and forth, you know what I'm saying? The Eagles, you know, they came to play. They held the ball for over 20-some minutes, man. They held the ball for, like, probably, like, 28 minutes. The Chiefs barely even had time to score. But since their quarterback is so elite, they can they can score whenever it was damn near every time they get the ball. But, I mean, the Eagles' second half adjustments wasn't there, man. I don't know what was going on defensively for the Chiefs in the second half. It just seemed like. 
they they were worried to get into the quarterback. They wasn't they kept playing soft zone when they needed to be playing more physical man. I mean, they did a pretty good job stopping the run, but Isaiah Pachenko, man, that dude, that's that's a, a steal in the seventh round, man. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie. That way he was running, man, he was knifing through that defense like it was nothing. Um but yeah, it just all but you know, I hated it. It was a great game and I hate it got ended on a on a bad uh holding call at the end, man. I felt like Jalen Hurst should have got another chance to to uh to move the ball and see if he was really the guy, you know what I'm saying, that everybody's been hyping him up to be all season. But like I said, it was a good Super Bowl. I just wish it had a better ending. So. Yeah, and we're gonna definitely get into that mm-hmm. controversial call. We're gonna mm-hmm. definitely get into that call. Firestone, yeah. holler at me. Yeah, see, I, I kind of agree with you on that a little bit because of um, both both sides had good quarterbacks, right? So, But I think mm-hmm. that game showed it was one in the trenches. It was. Zero mm-hmm. sacks given up. They Mahomes is hurt, and you don't sack him one time. They, they won in those trenches, and then in the defense, they put pressure on him. So I thought the Eagles was going to come out and play better, but I – I lost money. They didn't turn out the way I thought. It was a it was a good game, but it just showed me that at the end of the day, you can have good talent on your team, but you still have to win in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, Morago, bring that fire, man. I pretty much agree with both my guys. I mean, right now it's a quarterback driven league, but at the same time, too, you better have some defense. You better be able to run the ball whenever you need to run the ball, Thanks. and. uh the Eagles, they came out and, you know, they done what they always do. They done what they did all throughout the season. I mean, they got the ball. They scored on their first position. I mean, Kansas City came out. You know, they matched it. And, you know, they pretty much started things, man. I ain't going to lie, though. When Mahomes went down uh, towards the end of the first half, man, I was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. We go. The Eagles gonna run away with it, but mm-hmm. once, once Mahomes came back up out there, man, I mean, he just made magic happen, man. I mean, Kansas City, although they uh, lost the time of possession, they they was able to score every single time they got the ball. I mean, they made the winning plays. They, you know, had the uh, touchdown on defense, and uh, they had the big punt return. And, you know, when they went off, and like I said, they made it count. Whereas the Eagles, you know, they, you know, settled for field goals here and there. You know, Kansas City was able to contain them. I mean, they, you know, had some good plays here and there. But, you know, it it wasn't their Eagles offense that we seen all throughout the year. But uh, I'm going to say the rest of it for – when we talk about this call, man, because you know, I, I, I feel kind of differently about that right there. So, if y'all ready to get to it, man? I'm ready to get to it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Absolutely. the Chiefs won on all three phases of the field, where the Chiefs or where right. the Philly was just trying to struggle to win offense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ab- absolutely on that. Uh, let me see quickly. I gotta get my guy Derek Roberts paying his tithes and offerings to the congregation. Said been a minute, but we back to tight football. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, I got somebody else. Dion said these dudes don't never read my comments. 
I, I, I saw that name. I was like, man, he be yeah. on our po- on our podcast in the comments all the time. Yeah, so. we we read yeah, them. We just man. in the beginning of the show. We don't like to post too many comments just because we trying to knock these topics out. You know what I'm saying? Before, yeah, then, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, but we definitely I, I appreciate you, D Nine, along yeah. with everybody else. And don't man. think we ain't reading them though, because Absolutely. we most definitely see them and we appreciate them. Keep them coming. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, indeed. So I'm gonna say this. I hate I lost money. I thought it was a hell of a game. And I'm with y'all. I thought when my homes was hurting a bit, I'm like, oh, I think Philly's gonna do it. I'm like, I'm looking good. I'm looking good. <laughs> and it didn't happen that way. And I forgot about that punt return. But the two biggest plays of the game that changed everything. One was the call we're going to talk about. The other, the Jalen Hurts fumble. That Mm. was a big play in the game. You take away, you take away that play, instead of it being seven points, you know, Eagles might be up 35-31 and might have won the game. But, you know, the Eagles, they choked. Jalen Hurts choked in the big moment. You know, that was his first Super Bowl for Mahomes. This was what? His third? So, mm-hmm. Kansas City, they've been in Super Bowls. They know what's up. Philly hasn't been there in a while. So, that was a whole new experience for them. And I didn't really think about that until it was too late. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I mean, I just didn't see Patrick Mahomes making it through the full game. I just didn't see it. I don't think anybody did. I don't even think anybody did. And so uh, that's just something that was just crazy and everything. And then, of course, Lauman says Super Bowl was rigged. Now, <laughs> see, we, we go with y'all, rigged. Before we get to, <laughs> a lot of people to the rigged to thing, man. Before we get to the rig thing, though, like, did y'all see how bad that field was? Like, man, I was, that grass was oh, terrible, yeah, it dude. Was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree with that. I mean, mm, that field the, was awful. The the field was bad. The field was bad. You got people slipping and sliding all over the place. It it, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, but, man, that looked like Nissan Stadium on a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> it's bruh, crazy because doors though. Like, bro, I ain't gonna lie. It, they was pushing it here because, like, you know, I'm out here in Oklahoma. They was pushing it big out here in Oklahoma because that that type of turf and grass that they used in the Super Bowl on that field actually came from Oklahoma State University. So they were talking about, oh, Oklahoma grass is gonna be used for the Super Bowl. And then you see them out there, and all they're talking about is they're slipping left and right, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Now we go talk about the controversial call. And that was the defensive holding that nothing else was called the whole game, mm-hmm. but they called it on Bradbury against Juju Smith, which basically ran out the clock and gave the Eagle, I mean, it gave the Chiefs the game. We all mm-hmm. saw it, but I want to know yes or no. If you were the ref, are you throwing that flag? Uh, I say no. It's just a simple fact of 
man, I, I, I'm not making no call that's going to decide the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I, I'm like, okay, it, they haven't been calling that all game. We've seen the Eagles uh, get a pass interference earlier in the game. We've seen the Chiefs holding. You know what I'm saying? They was doing it all game. Why, why call it at that point in time of the game that's going to decide it? So that's why I say I don't call it. It was holding, though. I'm not going to sit there and deny that it wasn't. It was definitely holding, but it's, they shouldn't have been called. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have been called. I, I, I say no. Go ahead, Firestone. Take it. Uh, I, I, I say no. Just because of the fact that, yeah, yeah, he had his jersey. He grabbed a little bit there, and he does have it. But I don't feel like anything he did altered his route running or held him back or altered his speed, changed anything up at all. So – I, I just say no. Yeah, he had a little bit of the jersey here and there, but I, I don't. I don't think he altered his route running in any way. All right. All right. To answer the question, <laughs> what I called that holding call right there in that moment. In that moment, no. I mean, I understand what everybody's saying. Let these dudes play. It's the biggest game of their life. And you know you just gotta you just gotta go out there and let them do it do their thing as long as it ain't nothing blatant or obvious. I mean, let them do what they do. But I'm here to tell you, I don't feel sorry for the Eagles. Yeah, they made the right call, and I don't fault them at all for making that call because of the simple fact it was holding. I mean, you can. I mean, people complain all year long. Oh, the refs ain't calling this. Refs ain't calling that. But when they call something, you're complaining about them calling them. I understand the moment, but at the same time, you got to make a decision, man. Do you want the refs to, you know, do their jobs, or do you want them to just go out there and just let allow the dudes to, you know, play play their game or whatever? But, I mean, the Eagles, they shouldn't have let the game come to that point. I mean, nice. they was mm-hmm. they they was up ten points at halftime, and it appeared that you know Mahomes wasn't gonna come back in the game. I mean, obviously he did, and you know he made magic happen. But feeling sorry for Philly, am I gonna sit up there and complain? No, I mean, mm-hmm. when I was playing football, I mean, I'm not gonna sit up here and talk like I'm just this big, you know, all pro. NFL player, nothing like that. Nah, I mean, it ain't nothing like that. But, you know, how I was brought up, you don't complain about the refs. I mean, no matter what, you don't complain about the refs. I mean, let let the coaches, you know, say what they got to say. You hold mm-hmm. yourself accountable. And that's my thing right there, man. The Eagles shouldn't have never let their game get to the point, get to that point. I'm not mad about that call at all. Congratulations, Chiefs. They done their job. No, I, I hear you on that. Yeah. And here, I'm going to get some comment. Brandon said, yep, it was holding. Lowley said, nope, I'm not throwing it. Derek said, I'm, I'm not throwing it. it. D09 said, you don't call that. Uh, 615, my guy Lee said, I would call it. Uh, I wouldn't have thrown it. So, you know. And then, you know, he made a bad choice. He was holding, so he would have called it too. Here's my here's my thought on this. In hindsight 2020, in any regular game, especially if it's against the Titans, 
that flag's going to get thrown no matter what. So I'm going to say, yes, it was holding. Although I'm like, it's within like five yards. So you kind of, you know, I thought it was ticky tack. So I could see it where it, where it's like, yep, you throw it anyway. But this is the damn Super Bowl. You don't let a flag like that decide the game, especially at that particular moment. I'm like, you don't throw the flag at that particular time unless it's just egregious. If it's just, it's like like blatant, Mm -hmm. you know it is, there's no choice, no if, ands, or buts about it. In a way, that was a little bit of hand fighting or whatever. You know, yeah, he tugged at him a little bit, but it was it really like he drug him down or anything like that, or just grabbed him and all like that. No. So in that instance, I would not have thrown the flag in that situation unless it was absolutely obviously blatant. If it's that point, I'm throwing the flag. But if it's just ticky-tack like that, let the players play. Let them decide the game on the field. Refs too many times try to be the star of the show, trying to get their moment in in the sun, and it should be decided that way. If Kansas City ends up winning after that, so be it. But Morocco, you are right. If that bit in, if that had been the Tennessee Titans in that and that flag is thrown, oh, we all tripping. We all going crazy like, why you throw that flag? Or on the exactly. upside, if that flag's not thrown and we lose a game, or we're like, where's the flag at? <laughs> right. So, right. it can happen both ways. It can happen both ways. So, at the end of the day, it is what it is. What happened in the game happened. Chiefs win. Mahomes is MVP. And, well, we are on to the next season. So, now we are officially in the offseason. And we had some promotions made. As far as the coaching staff, we got, you know, Tim you know, we got uh, Tim Kelly's offensive coordinator. Charles London gets hired as the quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator. And then just announced Justin Auden is the uh, the running back's coach and run game coordinator. And I forgot to mention Chad Brinkler from the Green Bay Packers is now officially the Tennessee Titans assistant general manager under Rand Carthon. I wanted to get y'all thoughts on these moves that have been made. Um, You know, as far as do you think these are good moves? Um, You know, these good moves, which one is probably the most important? And what this could mean for Mike Vrabel? Because I got got some fire to bring on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all already know. You ready to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and start this one off. Uh, I mean, overall, I like it. I mean, 
I pretty much said uh, what I felt about the, you know, the Tim Kelly hire. I mean, it was uninspiring or whatever, but it ain't, you know, it ain't the worst hire that that has been made. I mean, he'll come in there, he'll be better than Ty Downing. How much better he'll be than Ty Downing? I mean, it's yet to be determined, but I expect the offense to be significantly better under Tim Kelly. The rest of the hires, I mean, um, I like them bringing in Charles London. I most definitely like them bringing in Ju- Justin Alton because uh, he was actually the OC for uh, Denver, I think, weeks 17 and 18 he took over. And uh, Denver's offense, you already know, that was a mess all throughout the season up into those weeks right, right there. I mean, it looked like you know, Russ was back doing his thing, you know, uh people making plays. I mean, it, it was a it was a good high and uh I'm gonna claim it. I mean, I got to I got to have faith, I got to claim it. When Tim Kelly gets hired away to be somebody's head coach, I would expect Alton and Charles London to one of those two to step up and take over the role as OC. So, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, overall, you know, I like the moves. I'm with it. Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, like I said, we, we, we've already talked about the Tim Kelly hire. Look, um, right. Tim Kelly, to me, I, I feel like it was just – it was uninspiring, but, like, we can't sit there and act like we didn't want Tim Kelly as our offensive coordinator long, last year. You get what I'm saying? Like, there was people that before we we wanted to hire him from the Texans, we were thinking about hiring from the Texans that we wanted him. It was just uninspiring because we wanted somebody from outside, which I don't think Tim Kelly is, is just a bad offensive coordinator. I, I think we need to give him let him call some plays before we – Past judgment, as in Charles London. I mean, Charles London was kind of well, he was brought in here to even to be a uh, try to be the offensive coordinator, and he's he was uh try to he was also uh interviewed by a lot of other teams. So, so apparently he knows what he's doing. We're gonna see how, like I said, we gotta see how how it unfolds before then before we judge him. And then Justin Arden, he's already talked about with Denver. I, I mean, Denver's offense looked a lot better whenever Nathaniel Hackett was uh fired, and they they put him at had him running the offense. So we're gonna see how that looks. Um, so as in for the, I like the, like I said, I like the hires. I feel like, you know, we got to give them a chance to move, you know what I'm saying? Give, give them a chance to, to, to do something and we'll see how it goes from there. All right. What you got Firestone? Yeah, I, I got, I got a little bit of a different outlook, which you, we, which you already kind of heard. We already kind of talked about and I, I kind of know where you're going, but I, I think, I'm optimistic about it because I think it's the best that we had available to us. If we're being honest, we don't have that much of an offensive team that would have really brought in any outside offensive coordinator that would really wanted to come here and work. We don't have anything that's really going to set them up for success or really that's appealing to them. So I think it shows that we're trying to make changes, but these were honestly the best options that was truly available and to us. So I know a lot of people is going to be hard on Vrabel right now, but I, I think Vrabel's trying to make a change and hopefully he set up that these will be like, I agree with Marco. I think these will be the offensive coordinators in line. If, if Tim Kelly gets hired elsewhere and then 
If not, hopefully this GM brand can get us some talent that will be more appealing to some offensive coordinators next season if we need that appeal as well. I just don't think our offense is too appealing to offensive coordinators right now to go get the Nagy's and the the the, the all these other ones that we really truly wanted to. Um, so hopefully maybe we can build some more talent around the offense and then next year we can go get a more high-profile offensive coordinator. I just don't think we truly had the options available to us like we thought or like we hoped. Absolutely. And I'll I'll go with this. I you know, Tim Kelly, we know already know what I thought about that. Yeah, last season we wanted to see at least a little bit. I think with Tim Kelly, it wasn't so much we don't want him as OC. I think it was we just wanted to we wanted to have him have some experience calling plays before we decide to give him the keys to the kingdom. I think that's what it was. And in the end, I think that was a decent, I think that was a good choice. Um, I, I don't know a lot about him, but I know he did call some games for Denver and we always know Denver usually always tend to have a nice running game. Denver usually has a nice running game. No matter who at running back, they tend to do pretty well running the football. Charles London, we're going to see about him. I mean, you know, he was down there with Matt Ryan, and, you know, they struggled with Mariota and with Desmond Ritter this past year. So I don't know if that's as much on him as anything else. We're definitely going to, you know, find out. It's good to get some more ideas. And... But I will say the most important hire and the most important position that's probably going to determine Mike Vrabel's fate was the internal hire he made on the offensive line, Jason Howderling. I believe that hire is going to make or break Mike Vrabel. And Vrabel better get on his knees and pray to God that this works. Because the last couple of off seasons, all Vrabel has done has said, it's the players. It's the players. He's never blamed the coaches. He's never said, you know what? My coaches didn't coach very well. I mean, here's the thing about this. In the last four Super Bowls, all eight coaches that were competing for the Super Bowl in the last four years have all been offensive-minded head coaches. Morocco, you said this earlier. This is a quarterback-driven lead. All y'all said is a quarterback-driven lead. It's a passing lead now. Revolving your game around a running game is a way is a thing of the past now. So we're doing, we're an anomaly. Vrabel better pray this works because he's got to prove last year was a fluke. You lost seven straight games. You had a division in hand and you gave it away. And everybody could blame Todd Downing. Everybody could make excuses for the injuries. Injuries, I get it, it happens. But two years in a row, it's not a coincidence. 
You can't blame Ty Downing anymore. He's out the door. So again, this all falls on Vrabel's head. If Tim Kelly fails, if Howderling fails, if any of these coaches fail and the Titans fail this upcoming season, bye-bye Vrabel. It's going to be over. And then we go get an offensive-minded head coach, and he'll go want to go get his quarterback. We got a lot of quarterback stuff we got to get into. So, again, decent hires. But why do I have the feeling Vrabel's going to find a way to screw this up? Because he likes yes-men under him. He doesn't like being challenged. That's why Matt Nagy and Eric Bieni, I don't think they were thought of because they might have would have challenged his authority and been like, look, Mike, worry about the defense. I got the offense. I got this. Vrabel ain't going to go for that. He wants all the power. He getting all the smoke. He better be able to hold on to it because if he don't, he going to be out. And that's – you know, that's yeah. to that on that. 615 said, seat looking a little steamy. I agree. I think Vrabel's seat could get a little warm, maybe even close to hot. So it's all going to depend on that, but I think these are solid hires. And so. You don't think he's been limited a little bit? You don't think he's been limited a little bit from, from the players around him, and that's why he calls out the players? Not saying that they're they're bad players, but to say that not the players that's going to fit what they're actually trying to do there because, like we say all the time, and what he said even recently in press conferences, we don't need players that when you know that they're going out on the field that they're only good for one thing. We, we got to have players that are versatile. So you don't think maybe J-Rob was limiting him a little bit because you can only, you know, work with what you got, and that was really more of the issue, and he was, like, trying to do what he best sometimes. But, man, we at one point we had 31 people on injury reserve this year. That's a lot of injuries. That's not a little bit of injuries. That's a lot. And I hear what you're saying on that. And the injury thing was insane. Yeah. It's insane that that happened two years in a row. Facts. But the only thing I go back to is this. You take a look at San Francisco. San Francisco, there was one year, I think a couple years ago, San Francisco couldn't do a thing because everybody was hurt. Everybody was hurt. And that's when they, I believe that was the year, the year after that, they got Trey Lance. Everybody was hurt. They had their one year down. And now San Francisco is back up again. This past year, I mean, that's where I that's where it showed coaching matters. They had they're on their third string quarterback in Brock Purdy out of nowhere. And he comes up, and until he gets hurt in the NFC championship, he ain't lost a game. Kyle Shanahan did that because Kyle Shanahan put him in the best position to succeed. But I mean, and, they also, they also still had their, their talent around them. So they still had both. Yeah. They still had little, they still had Debo. So like that's one player, but like when you miss half of your starting lineup 
from mm-hmm. your, your starting roster, that mm-hmm. that's a little different. Like, and, and San Francisco is, is a great example of that. That's what we need to get like, and that's we've talked about that a couple of times too. But like, it was just at a point where this these past couple of years, we got to figure out what that problem is because it's not an excuse, but it is a reason, and we need to figure it out mm-hmm. and get it fixed real quick because mm-hmm. it can't happen for a third year. I think if the Titans get better on the offensive line, the offense is going to get better. We were just so bad on the offensive line that we couldn't run our normal offense. And I feel like if we can actually push people around on the offensive line, that Derrick Henry is going to be able to do Derrick Henry things. Derrick Henry is still, to me, like the best running back in the in the league easily. Like, yeah, you could say Josh Jacobs had more yards than him. Derrick Henry had the worst offensive line in football, and he had more rushing yards than Nick Chubb. Dude is still the best running back in the league, man. He's probably going to be there for another three years. Like, people don't understand how long is how great of a running back that we have. And then when we get an offensive line, you're going to see for yourself. I promise. Yeah, I agree with everybody about that. I mean, if we got a good, stable offensive line, I honestly believe we'll, we'll at least, you know, win the division and, you know, go to the playoffs or whatever. But – what it's going to really boil down to is having those weapons on the outside because when you got those weapons on the outside and a respectable quarterback, defense has got to respect that. And uh, they said something during the Super Bowl that, you know, had me thinking. I mean, the Eagles, I mean, they got – Devontae, uh, Devontae Smith, I guess that's his name, Smith, and A.J. Brown, uh, Matt, and DBs or whatever, DBs and safeties, man, they can't, they can't, you know what I'm saying, sit down in a box like that with, you know, those two on the outside or whatever, and uh, it's our Philly running game. I mean, that's how they running game get to going. I mean, is that offensive line – mixed with the fact that you can't load the box on them. So, I mean, yeah, we we most definitely got to fix that offensive line, but getting weapons on the outside, I mean, that's equally as important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You definitely got to get some weapons on the outside. You definitely got to have the offensive line because that is extremely important. And then we got to, you know, we definitely got to have an answer. We got to see what's going on at the most important position, and that is the quarterback position. And that's definitely what we're going to get into. Uh, you know, that's what we're going to get into next. Uh, make sure you smash that like button, uh, you know, and everything. Make sure you smash the like button. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Titans Rossi comes in and says, I just think there's a plan for the O-line going into the past, this past season was terrible to begin with. And I hope they've learned their lesson this time around. And I definitely agree. 615 says the Titan lose five or six to six straight to start the year. Vrabel is gone. And I agree. Yeah. Ricky had an issue with what I said. Said best best head coach we've had. Why are you downing him? Do you want to be head coach? Okay. okay. I can see you on the sideline. <laughs> like, okay, here's my thing. I, I still believe I'm variable. If I was head coach, here's the thing that I would do that I just don't think Vrabel does right now. I'm fitting, I'm getting players. I'm gonna fit my scheme around my players. 
and what they do well. Set them up for success, not set them up for failure. And I think at times, yes, we had the injuries. I get that. But I think all of us are sick and tired of hearing about injuries. I think we all are. And I'm just saying the reason why I kind of went on Vrabel like that is because he's blamed players for years. We all know that Vrabel is an arrogant, cocky son of a gun. The dude thinks he knows it all and will let you know it and will think that any of us don't know the game as good as he does. And all of us here have watched a lot of football. We ain't saying we know more than him, but I, I think we, I think us, anybody that's watching right now knows the game pretty good. I would say. So maybe I do things a little bit differently. I ain't saying I would be as good as Vrabel. And I'm and I'm not saying that Vrabel is a bad coach. As far as I want to say I heard this on I want to say it was either Robbie Rexrow or on Buck's show, Buck Rising. Vrabel is an excellent CEO. He's a leader of men. I will give him that. But as far as X's and O's, not so much. That's what his guys around him are gonna have to do. So that's you know what I you know, that's just the answer to that question. And let me add this. Let me add this right here. Vrabel, he done put himself in this position with a lot of people because of Todd Downing and how he handled that situation. I mean, everybody saw how bad he was in his first season as OC. And then, like Chris said, he go up there, think he know more than anybody else, regardless of what's on tape. He goes up there and says, it's the players. And proceeds to bring Ty down and back. Ty down and has an even worse season this season. Catches a DUI in process, and he rides with him until somebody said he got to go. Because I really don't believe. Right. I don't think he was I gonna really, let him go. Nah, he, no, he I believe somebody told him. Somebody told him you let this guy go, or else you go. What's going on, with Kim Moore? I love Kim What's Moore. What's going on, kid? My Just dude, Kim Moore. <laughs> but everybody out there, make sure y'all go check out K Moore Sports. Check out Kim Moore. You know he brings fire. You know, definitely with ESPN three, especially when he does his college football in the SWAT. Y'all check him out. He's gonna be back on the show soon enough. Uh, you know he be bringing he be bringing some facts. That much is a fact. Right. So you know. And then Brandon, I love my dude, Brandon. He said, your blood pressure would be through the roof. <laughs> I can see you having one of the Dennis Green moments. Get them down. Yeah. like, <laughs> talk about Oh, who we yeah, thought they were. Better yet, Jim Moore. Playoff? You can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I, could, I could see like just just or who was that? I think it was like a Michigan the uh, women's basketball coach coming and going. How we get out rebounded? We got out rebounded. <laughs> 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 
If y'all haven't checked out YouTube, go check out the best coaches rants. Some of them will make you laugh till you're about to cry. Serious. Derek with the super chat, I appreciate it. You know what he said. You got to coach better. You got to play better. You got to do better. Coach, you got to do It all starts with me. So I, look, I believe in Vrabel though. I think Vrabel is yeah. a is a very very good coach, man. I just think that man, it's just hard to be a good coach when the players aren't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When we come on, man, we had a a very bad offense. It, it would have been bad if we had Bill Belichick coaching this team. You feel me? Like it was gonna be a bad offense, whether no matter the coach or not. I think he gotta get the players, man. We seen what he do when he has good players, man. And, I agree. Like, so yeah. Let's get into the most important position, and that is the quarterback. Mm-mm. And so, of course, <laughs> Tennessee, uh, the, the Raiders went ahead. They were not able to get a deal done, and they were not able to get a trade done, and they decided to go ahead and release Derek Carr from the Raiders. Um, already there's a lot of quarterback needy teams. Uh, like the Panthers, like the Saints, the Buccaneers, another team that has been linked to them, the Tennessee Titans. And so a question, Loudon, Loudman comes out and says, we want no broken down car. <laughs> so I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this easy and simple. You hear that the Titans are expected to pursue Derek Carr. And we already dealing with Ryan Tannehill. Of course, they will release Tannehill if they go out the car. But the question is, do we go get Derek Carr? Would you go get Derek Carr, rather? Now I'll start this one off. All right, let me yeah. let me go ahead. Uh-huh. Hell no. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want him. I don't want Derek Carr at all. He, he's not a winner, bro. Like, yeah, he may have better stats than Ryan Tannehill. He's not a winner, man. He can't even win with... Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, a good offense. Why, why, why would I want him? <laughs> why would I want him, man? We Ryan Tannehill is better than him. He's proven, he's proven on the field time at a time again. He's better than him. They played each other this year. They played they, the Titans played the Raiders this year. Ryan Tannehill looked like a better quarterback that day. Why would I want him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He beat him. At the, this man Derek Carr had way better weapons than the, than the Tennessee Titans had that day. And Ryan Tannehill, all he had was Derrick Henry. He beat him. Come on, man. I don't want that dude, bro. <laughs> Get him out of here. He's not an upgrade. He's not an upgrade. <laughs> wow. I, I, I agree 100%. And, and he, he costs him more. He's going to cost him more. So, no, I, I don't want him. I stick with Tannehill. Tannehill knows the system. And then if we do trade off Tannehill, we, we need to go another route there. We don't need to, you know, adapt this Colts mentality to let's go find somebody else's quarterback. No, let's, if we're going to go ahead and let Tannehill go, let's go ahead and start uh, looking to the future. Yeah, man, I agree with both my guys once again. I mean, at first I said that, you know, I was I was open to it, but after reading an excellent article by Zach Lyons, I pretty much said, nah, I we we don't even need to go down that road, man, because like RJ said, man, this dude, I mean, he done had weapons that you know, Tannehill ain't ever had before. I mean, yeah, Tannehill had A.J. Brown. I mean, he had Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, and um, a list of others. But, 
you know, you ain't had one of the, he ain't had one of the best wide receivers in the game. He ain't had no Hunter Winfro. He had the league's leading rusher this year. I mean, he done had stuff all throughout his career and still hasn't accomplished what Tannehill done accomplished. And we definitely shouldn't make a lateral move or even, you know, step down from uh, what we got now. It's either keep Ryan Tannehill or trade him and, you know, let's start, you know, looking for our future guy. Yeah, I don't want nothing from the Raiders culture. The the their culture is sad. Yeah, sad, dude. And I think a lot of people are, you know, saying the same thing. A lot of people are saying no, as you've seen in the comments. And I'm gonna go ahead and make this unanimous. Why it's like when you traded AJ Brown and drafted Traylon Burks. Why did you trade AJ Brown? to draft potentially A.J. Brown. Right, exactly. Tannehill and Carr are basically the same player. And I think Tannehill is slightly better. So I'm with everybody. Absolutely. H-E double hockey sticks. Hell no! (laughs) Derek Carr. (laughs) Ain't no way that car... That uh, that car is in the lot. It depreciates with value. It's a used car. And used car prices are high. And like Firestone said, he's going to cost a pretty penny. Why in the world are you going to play a lot more for Derek Carr where you can just keep Tannehill? Makes no sense. No, no, no. Quickly in that. He's going to get but, that $35, 40000000 million, but... It ain't going to be from us. Exactly. Which now leads me to Tannehill. And the Jets are, the rumor is that the Jets are very high on Ryan Tannehill. Maybe not as high as some other guys, but they're pretty high because here, the Jets media put this out, of course, from um, one of their insiders, Connor Hughes, basically said that the New York Jets are very high on Ryan Tannehill. They're very high on him. And my guy Titans Rossi, you know, he's caught some fire from some people, has basically said, you know, from their inside source, from their source, that, you know, Ryan Tannehill possibly to the Jets. Uh, they could be giving up. They may give up a couple of uh, 2023 draft picks. And maybe take on that twenty-seven million dollars um, left on Tannehill's contract as a cap hit. So, but reading on that in a statement on that article, said the Jets are going to do their homework. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill—that's pretty much the pecking order. Rodgers is clearly at the top of that list. Um, cars the constellation prize would be the worst thing, and then of course, they talk about Jimmy G, his familiarity with Robert Sala, and then of course, Ryan Tannehill. Don't sleep on him. There's a feeling around the NFL that the Jets are much higher on him than some want to believe. That is from Connor Hughes, he is a reputable source. Um, 
He's a reputable source for the New York Jets. He's one of their insiders. And so the Jets very high on Ryan Tannehill, which makes me wonder if the Jets offer a second and a fourth for Ryan Tannehill. Do you make that trade? Yes or no? Run it. I'm going I'm to go last on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Go ahead. Go ahead and run it. Because, I mean, we got Tannehill for a fourth-round draft pick. So, you getting the fourth-round draft pick back on top of a second-round draft pick. And, Lord knows, we need as many draft picks as we can get. Now, what we do with those picks no, I mean, <laughs> if they fall in love with one of these quarterbacks, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, I mean, maybe you package that up and move up or, you know, you just keep your picks and uh, roll with Malik, maybe sign Dawes back or whatever and, you know, go ahead and build the team. And then next year you make a move at a quarterback out I don't know how they're going to play this, but all I know is is if the Jets want to get it up for Ryan Tannehill, most definitely got to take it. I, right. I say I say at bare minimum, yeah, you take that. That has to be the bare minimum for him, though, right? It has to be a second round and that fourth. But for me, and RJ's going to like this a little bit, for me, if I'm trading Tannehill away, to a team for them, I'm giving you a, a playoff possibility, especially in the Jets with the offense you already got. You got a bunch of wide receivers. Todd Downing's there now. That's a Ryan Tannehill chemistry. Oh, Corey Davis is there as well. That's a Ryan Tannehill chemistry. So he already has some familiarity. So if we do that, let, let's try to get that first pick from him, that first round pick from him, right? We got 11. Mm. They got 13. Let's go ahead and use our 11 at 13th. We can jump up to first, right? Because that's a lot more draft capital. That's that's something that we can then leverage to get us into that position that we want to for you to go get Bryce. So I would try to push for that. But at bare minimum, I would take that second and fourth. Because I love Tannehill. But for that, I mean, you you got to take that. Yeah. And like, well, go ahead and get on me. Uh, I say, yeah, go ahead and make that trade. Look, I like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has done a lot of good things with this with this franchise. He's made he's made good plays, made spectacular plays. Even had me believing that he was some top five, top ten quarterback. You know what I'm saying? There was a point in time where I was like, Man, we we struggle with this dude. And I know if he goes to the New York Jets, I mean he's gonna have he's gonna do the same thing with them. He's gonna make good plays, he's gonna play hard, he's gonna put his body on the line. But I just know Come play all time, and when them lights get bright, when he's playing against going toe with toe with Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna get beat. I, I just I look, I look, I, like I said, I like him. He he he's a, he's one of the the toughest quarterbacks that we've had since uh, Steve McNair. But like like I said, he's not he's not gonna get you to a Super Bowl, man. He's gonna make you play hard. He's gonna have he's gonna be able to work with those wide receivers. He's gonna be able to work with Todd Downing, Robin Salas. That defense gonna have to play spec. They're gonna have to have a two thousand Ravens defense. For them to get to the Super Bowl, like that's what it's gonna take for the Jets to get there in this AFC. <laughs> yeah, they they got a really good defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got a really. I see why they want to they want a quarterback so bad. You know, and they got wide receivers too. 
Yeah. yeah. And right now, yeah. we have the Jets where we want them. It's all going to come down to where Derek Carr goes because I'm sure they're going to try to go for Derek Carr before they go for Ryan Tannehill because they want to trade anything. They'll just have to pay him. So it, it depends. If Derek Carr goes hey. to like the Saints, you know what I'm saying? We, we could probably, we got the Jets where we wanted. They're desperate. You know what I'm saying? Let's try to get that first round pick out of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rand Carthon, go ahead and yeah. make some moves. See, it, see, if, if Tannehill, you RJ Fausto, see, yeah, yeah, I was kind of thinking the way I was. Like, yeah, I kind of took the mm-hmm. words right out of my mouth. I'm gonna say, and I think quite a few people have said, you take that deal. Loudman's the only one that said no uh, on that. <laughs> here's here's my thing on that. You know, um, you know, like Titan Overdrive said yes. Ms. Mim says yes. You know, um, Kion says trade up. Um, you know, Ricky said we need younger draft picks. We need to get younger and faster, and I agree. And I I think this. If the Jets come calling, you better listen. And, RJ, you're absolutely right. I think the Derek Carr domino has to fall first before we make this move. Because if Derek Carr doesn't go to the Jets, right off the bat, then, yeah, the Jets, if they feel that they're a quarterback away from making it to the playoffs, completing with Buffalo in that division, you try to milk them for everything they got. If you do everything possible, at least see Mm -hmm. if they're willing to give up number 13. See if they give up their first, their second, and their fourth. Now, if they're not willing to do that, then I'd be like, okay, you give me your second, you give me your fourth this year, give me a number one or a number two next year. Then that way, you do that, you know, whether Aaron Rodgers comes for a year or you go in a different direction, you have enough ammunition the following year, if Aaron Rodgers only played for one year, let's just, I'm thinking hypothetical. And this is all just rumors. None of this is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're definitely working something. Yes. It's rumor. Yes. Remember, y'all, everybody, this is lying season. A lot of <laughs> lies get told. I'm like, I'm like Leonardo DiCaprio and Django. A lot of lies are gonna get told around this time tonight. And right. You better believe a lot of used car salesmen out there. There are a lot of used car salesmen out there, and both of them are agents. So you try to see if you can squeeze that 13th pick out of the Jets if they're desperate enough. If they are desperate enough, they'll do it. If yeah, they want a quarterback I, that bad, and they feel that they're that close to the playoffs because they do have a good team. Yeah, and I was looking on Twitter, man. And I seen Jets putting up the, his career numbers with the ties. I said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I said, hey, they, they oh, suck." Yeah. <laughs> they'll be good with them. Suckers. I mean, I ain't gonna lie; they'll be they'll be good with them. I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, don't sleep on their defense because they got mm-hmm. some dogs on their defense, and yeah. and, uh, and the defense will have to do that. Right, and it ain't just the, don't even just think the Jets though. Like the Saints need a quarterback, we could trade with Jalen mm-hmm. Mill. The, there could uh, be a if Green Bay, if Green Bay lose, if, if he lose Aaron Rodgers, they gonna need a quarterback. 
Mm-hmm. Depending on where Carr or Rogers goes, yeah, there could be a nice little bidding war for Tannehill, which ups the price and it helps mm-hmm. us out. Right, I, the I Saints believe... have a late first round pick. Yeah. The Bucks have a late first round pick. The Bucks need a quarterback. Yup. Yeah. Panthers might get desperate if somebody goes and gets Stroud, Young, and Levis before them. Then they might say, okay, we'll give up number nine and get Tannehill. You know? So, I mean, not saying they will, but, and I might be getting greedy, but it is possible. So, mm-hmm. I, just I like think- that. And it does lead the question of if you get rid of Tannehill, who's the quarterback? There are a couple of possibilities that we'll probably talk about at a later time. You could go get Stroud. You could go get Young. You know, maybe trade up to one if you can. If not, you could possibly go swing for the fence, get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he might be worth $50 million, but he will be worth the investment, especially with the cap savings that you get. And if all else fails, let Malik and Dodds ballot out. You build everything else around, or you find you a bridge quarterback. And if it goes bad, you're in prime position, possibly for Caleb Williams, for Drake Mays, for Phoenix out of Washington, those quarterbacks. And a lot of people are saying next year's quarterback class, miles better than this one. Yeah, it's yes. more dealt. Now, it's more dealt. Is, that, is that fair to the defense? No, it's not. But you better get Jeffrey Simmons repaid and just let him know, let him and Kevin Byard know, hey, we, we fixing this offense for y'all. Trust me, we fixing this offense because that's what I feel. And I'm going to ask this last question and we're going to get ready to get out of here. Rebuild or reload? Mm-hmm. I want to get I want to get y'all a quick response right quick before we get ready to go because I know Firestone said he got to roll out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebuild uh, or reload? I say that's it's reload. Question. I say it's reload because I, I think, honestly, I think Rodgers is going to go to Vegas. I think he's going to go there to go back with Adams. I think that's where he's going to go. I think Carr is going to go Saints or, or Carolina. So if I, if we go and trade Tannehill to the Jets, we might go grab Garoppolo for a year with Rand having where he came from and knowing somebody that he like, and it's a cheap QB to get us through the year. Or we might just stay with Dobbs and Willis and let them battle it out for a year if we don't draft a quarterback this year. So, I say it's reload because they're going to try to find pieces that'll get us to compete right now, rather than uh, rebuilding for a couple years down the line. But I, it, I don't know. We'll see. I say, uh, give me. It's going to be a one year rebuild. I think a one year rebuild, and if, if that's if we trade Tannehill, we trade. If we don't trade Tannehill, and we just say, hey, we're going to fix the offensive line of grass and webs, it's a reload year. But if we, uh, if we. I don't. I, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like my variable job isn't is, is gonna be in jeopardy if he brings back Tannehill. We don't do anything. It's just why why we still have Ryan Tannehill. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I say it's a I say a one year rebuild in my opinion. So. Yeah, I go with uh, I go with. <sighs> oh, it's it's tough, man. But um. <laughs> Hey, gone to my head. I will go with a reload because <laughs> of 
You know, just how how the defense is set up. I mean, shoot, if this defense go out there and play how, you know, we expect our defense to play, we're going to be in some games. And, you know, uh, with Vrabel being the coach we, he is, I mean, we're going we gonna to win a good amount of games. And how this division is set up, I mean, we don't know, you know, who's going to have who, but yeah. – I'm going yeah. off of history, and what history tells me, Jacksonville finna get ready to stink up the place. The Colts, I mean, they still doing Colts things, and the Texans, I mean, they probably set back for another five years just because of all the foolishness that they done done over the last five years. So, I mean, we could easily, I hate to say easy, but we can, we can sneak this division away with, you know, just – Reloading, just reloading. I mean, yeah. If Malik Uh-oh. can develop, if Malik can develop, and the game slows down for him, I feel like he can, you know, get us through the season. Now, if they feel like that Malik, you know, still ain't got it yet, it still ain't clicking for him yet. Go ahead and uh, bring, go ahead and roll with jo- uh, Josh Dobbs. I mean, that's. We trade Tannehill away. Go ahead and roll with Dobbs because, I mean, honest to God, truth, I mean, Dobbs is not a bad quarterback. I mean, his problems are fixable. I mean, situational awareness. I mean, you got to learn how to throw the ball away when you're supposed to throw the ball away. I mean, don't, you know what I'm saying, Uh, don't check the ball down to your running back on fourth and whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. just little Mm -hmm. small things that you can teach up. I mean, if he do that right, does shoot. I mean, I feel like that ain't just a full, full rebuild. Uh, full rebuild. So, uh, yeah, I will say reload. Uh, uh, I take mine back. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a a, a reload, but smoking mirrors reload because like we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna have a reload mindset, but really like we rebuild it, man. Like <laughs> we we don't believe we're going to subo this roster, man. I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. <laughs> Hey. Okay. I'm gonna mess everybody up. <laughs> here, come, here come violence. Here we go. <laughs> Everybody's watched the movie The Matrix, right? Yeah. Right. The Agent Smith. What is his favorite word? It's inevitable. It's inevitable. That you're gonna have to start over at some point. Yeah, it's coming. You can't run. The Titans are trying to run away from it. They are trying to run away from a rebuild. The rebuild is coming, whether you want it to or not. Every team is gonna have to go through it eventually. New England's going through it right now. They trying to redefine themselves. Other teams, Seattle is kind of coming out of a rebuild a little bit. But a rebuild is inevitable. It's coming. Tannehill's on the last year of his deal. Derrick Henry on the last year of his deal. And as sad as that's going to be seeing those guys go eventually, because it's going to happen, why not go ahead and start rebuilding now? Now, I will say this. Before people start chopping my head off, <laughs> let me define what I mean by rebuild. 
and I can actually go both ways. You reload on defense because the defense, you really don't need to mess with that. Yeah. All you need to do on defense, you need another decent pass rusher to go with Harold Landry. Rashard Weaver is your situational pass rusher. Maybe get another defensive lineman to go along with Big Jeff and Danico because you're going to pay Big Jeff. Big Jeff yeah. about to get paid. Danico Autry is in his 30s. He ain't getting much younger, although he is very good. Uh-huh. So you do need a defensive lineman to go along with Simmons when Autry is gone eventually. And you do need another cornerback because I think Roger, I think McCreary and Elijah, even though Elijah has, a, has had an issue staying healthy, you put them both on the inside. You got to get another corner to go outside with Fulton. Fulton's got to stay healthy too. And you keep with Byron and Hooker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. your main question defensively is David Long, which if they're smart, they better resign him. Yeah. Have him and Monty Rice as your starters. And you probably get another middle linebacker later that maybe can replace Rice or could be that third linebacker. Because Chase Cam- Chance Campbell is a special teamer at best. So defensively, you reload. I don't mess with the defense very much. The offense needs a full-blown rebuild. It's time to blow it up. Yeah, true. Go ahead and trade Tannehill, get you some draft capital, and I might be up. This might be blasphemy coming out of my mouth. I love Derrick Henry to death, he is our king. About long may he reign. And even though he is an alien beast, he is an alien beast. I've said this a million times, he's from another planet. Crash landed on Earth. But at some point, Derrick Henry's tires are going to run out. He still may have a couple more years left. But Derrick Henry is about to be on the wrong side of 30. And Derrick Henry can't even beat Father Time. As great as he is, and I know people are going to say this is blasphemy, and I love Derrick Henry to death, I want y'all to know that. But I would at least put a filler out there and see, what can I get for Derrick Henry right now? I'm pretty sure I could get a second, maybe even a sneaky first, because somebody's going to think, this team is stupid to trade this guy. And we probably would be. And I, for one, would not do it. I'm just saying it could be thought about because a rebuild is coming, y'all. You might as you might as well just prepare for it. And I know um, Firestone's about to roll out. Firestone, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me, man. I appreciate it. Sorry, I got cut short, man, but thank you for having me here. Oh, I understand. Yeah, y'all have a good one. We'll y'all see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, sir. See you tomorrow, man. <laughs> but you got to face facts. It's inevitable. The rebuild is coming. Either you go get your quarterback now, you invest young. Go get your quarterback now, whether it be Stroud or Young. Young. <laughs> 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 
Although Stroud is growing on me. I, I like Stroud. I like Stroud. You tank for the future. You tank for Caleb Williams. You dip for Drake Mays. And you go for next year's quarterback class. And you go, you build the rest of the offense. You may struggle at quarterback, but you're in position to get you a quarterback later. So we're going to find out. But I think it might be time to rebuild. And the reason why I brought that up is because of the Ryan Tannehill news. If you had said this to me a week ago, I say reload. They're going to bring back Tannehill. But now that word rebuild is getting in my mind a little bit. I know we want to win. But I'm going to quickly ask you this and we're going to wrap up. Do you really think the Tennessee Titans have a roster right now that can win you a Super Bowl next season? No, they don't. Exactly. Well, that's why because I said it's a rebuild. You've got to have a roster to go up against Mahomes, who just won a Super Bowl. You know, Josh Allen and Buffalo coming back. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere no time soon. Justin Herbert's about to get crazy paid. Baltimore, what are they going to do with Lamar Jackson? That's another one. <laughs> Then, as crazy as it's going to sound, worry about your own division. Jacksonville is only going to get better. Trevor Lawrence, something is starting to get, they're starting to heat up in Jacksonville. You're hearing those Duval chants. Jacksonville, I said they'd be about a year, maybe next year or the year after they would be a problem. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. They're a problem right now already. They are a problem. Houston and Indy, you can, if you're going to rebuild, you cannot let Houston and, Jack, and Indianapolis get their hands on both of those quarterbacks. You Thank need to you. steal one on one of those <laughs> Thank <teams>. you. <laughs> like, bro, don't let them get them quarterbacks. Don't I'm, let them I'm get them. Exactly. <laughs> don't let them get them quarterbacks. You either go steal Young or you go steal Stroud. Because you don't want to have Tannehill or Willis or Dobbs going up against Trevor Lawrence twice a year, Bryce Young, who could be very good twice a year, and C.J. Stroud twice a year in your own division. We we very well could be last in the division next year if we we trade Tannehill and we don't trade up to go get a quarterback. I'm letting y'all know this now. Very well. Set us up for Caleb. Is it is on Jacksonville? And so I mean Titans got work to do. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to be moving like it's going to be a rebuild, though. That's my thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That they, they're gonna, I don't that, think they're going to move said, like though. that. I, I mean, like, it may be a, you know, the rebuild may be inevitable. I mean, yeah. and it's going to have to happen at some point. But this season right here, I just can't see them, you know what I'm saying, moving like, you know, a whole rebuild. Because, I mean, a whole rebuild, shoot, I mean, they'll be in line to – Cut a Derrick Henry. I mean, mm -hmm. they'll, you know, just do away with Ted Hill. They wouldn't entertain trade. I mean, they would just good it to its core. And hey, whoever we put out there, it be it is what it is. I mean, this is it. 
Yeah. No. And Tremaine saying Malik is putting in a lot of work since the season's over. He better be putting in some work. He better yeah. be putting in a lot of work. Power Hour's right. You go on another losing streak, somebody go get kicked out the door. You got that right. JS75, Baba Tannehill, hello to Stroud. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with either I, quarterback, man. I'm cool yeah, man. I'm Stroud growing on me as well, man, because uh I heard uh, some people point out, you know, uh, his uh his uh completion percentages mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, he he passes with anticipation. I mean, that's something right there we most definitely need. One thing my thing is on Stroud is, dude, he had first round wide receivers. These boys was getting open left and right, man. Like when Sprout and Stroud, uh, 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 Bryce Young at Alabama, that, yeah, the, the first year, the year he won the Heisman, he had a lead receiver. This year, he didn't have nobody. He, it was all him, man. It was all him. He and did. He that. had some issues with pocket awareness at times. Yeah. But I think Stroud is extremely talented. Man. I got to watch a little bit more. Yeah. But. We're going to go ahead and get out of here because I know this show is mm-hmm. ran a little long. I done talked to everybody's head off. People probably want to, <laughs> you know, want to just rebuke me in the name of Jesus now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, oh, dad, true. That dude's stupid. He's talking blasphemy now. <laughs> <laughs> now, one other question. Hendon Hooker in the later yeah, round. Yeah, I like Hendon Hooker. I like Hendon. Mm-hmm. As a Vols fan, I'm, I, you know, I'm taking my ball glasses off. Yeah, I like Hendon Hooker. <laughs> and here's the thing about that. Hendon Hooker coming off of an injury. Mm-hmm. So he ain't going to be ready till at least October, which might be a good situation for us. You know, you can redshirt him this year. And, you know, but you were all, but you're already in that situation where you got Malik in the third round, now you're gonna get another guy in the later round. So I don't know. It would be interesting, but if he wasn't coming off the ACL, he would definitely be in first round consideration. And I would be like, I would be kicking the tires about that for real. I definitely would. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna go ahead and wrap this show up, and I'm gonna let my guys. Where can uh, everybody find the Coliseum? And where can everybody find the Coliseum? In? Oh, I guess he he toned out. Yeah, so yeah, hey, man, want... we for the takeover, man. Uh, Titans Coliseum takeover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You want to find the Coliseum, man? Find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. If you type in Titans Coliseum on YouTube, it's an easy find. Will be the first thing that pop up. Uh, like I said, you want to buy some merchandise? If Firestones, you be able to yes, post a link. We'll uh, go post get link. your merch. Yes, sir. Go get your merchandise. Go get your merchandise. I'm telling you, man, we doing big things, man. Also, man, if you guys keep supporting my boy Titans of Truth, man, he's doing a big thing too, man. So it's your boy RJ Ellison. And like I said, you know it goes. Let Morocco yeah. get his rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> man, it ain't much to say, man. I mean, like like my like my guy said, man. Uh, you can find us pretty much on any platform. I mean, make sure go get some merch. I mean, we got some pretty dope stuff. I mean, we got t-shirts, we got hoodies, we got coffee mugs. I mean, we got we got a lot of good stuff and just support all the Titan Titans podcasters out there, man. Because I mean, we're a very small knit community. 
And I mean, everybody that's, you know, in a community, no matter whether they, you know, agree with each other or they disagree. I mean, we all want the same thing. I mean, we all want what's best for this team. So, you know, go support us. I mean, uh, and tighten up, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we going through some rough times right now. We got a lot of tough decisions we got to make. But, hey, man, just think about, you know, them dark days. <laughs> I don't think nobody wants the dark days anymore. But uh, <laughs> true thanks for having us on here, brother. Love what you're doing. Keep your, keep your energy up on here, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I definitely appreciate that. And um, you know what? On that note, he is absolutely right. So y'all make sure y'all go check out Titans Coliseum Podcast. I can't wait to rock. My hoodie when it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. These guys put some good stuff together. And, and if y'all ain't see Morocco on Facebook, <laughs> man. Yes, sir, boy. Morocco. Uh, yeah. man. Hype man. I'll be back on my thing in September, man. But for right now, man, catch us Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. Yeah. Big show everybody. Tomorrow. Again, I say thank you uh, to everybody. I say thank you for everybody that has helped me get over 1,200. I'm heading toward 1,500. So help me out. Spread the word to everybody, to all the Titan fans everywhere. Because uh, I know there's some Titan fans that haven't gotten to this point just yet. Again, smash that like button if you haven't already. Subscribe and hit that, ring that bell if you haven't already. And everybody. We out of here. I thank y'all for tuning into the show. Thanks to Titans Coliseum for coming on in here. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> tighten up. And so, yes, sir. Tighten up. Thank y'all for tuning in. And at the end of the day, y'all, we tighten up because that's all we know how to do. Good night, y'all. <laughs>